You're listening to a message from Crosspoint Church in Williston, Vermont, with lead pastor Todd West. Find out more about us at crosspointvt.org. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Thanks for being here today. Well, man, thank you guys so much, Sean, Winston, Kirby, Tom, and um, all of our things that we've done thus far. Dave, your message, how you totally bailed yourself out um, of that was gold. I'm so proud of you wherever you are. Uh, There you are. Good job, buddy. Good job. Yeah, that's great. Nobody bought it, but I mean, it's great. It's great, I think. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, listen, we started a series last week um, on Collide, and I shared with you that at some point um, in your world that you live in, uh, the kingdom principles that you live by as a follower of Christ will collide with the principles and rhythms, if you will, and beats of this world in which we live. It's not a matter of if they do, it's when they do, and what you do with that when those two collide. And so today, if you have your Bibles, turn me to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And I want to just share a few things. I'm going to lean heavily on my notes. There's some things I don't want you to miss today. So just ask God to arrest your attention that you can focus on what's being said as we talk about how we are to daily be transformed. I think it's one thing to recognize how our cultures are colliding with one another. It's another thing to daily be transformed so that you can be able to carry out the kingdom principles in the world in which we live in. I mean, the world's, it's not a matter of if they're going to collide. They have collided and have been collided. Uh, But it's the reality of what are we going to do with that and how do we live in this world and yet be an ambassador and represent the kingdom of God. Here's what the Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This is an equation. It's a subtraction, then an addition, and then there's the outcome that we're going to talk about that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 12. When Jesus rescues us, he begins a process within us that takes us from where we were to a life that is secure and centered on him. And I love this statement. It is true that Jesus loves us just the way we are, but it is equally true that he loves us too much to leave us that way. God wants to begin to do a work in our lives when we become followers of Christ so that when we begin to live in this world representing the kingdom of God, that when our kingdoms collide, we're truly able to reflect him. And the way that we're able to do that is not by just going to church once a week, or just going and reading our Bibles every six months. It is a day-in and day-out transformation that God wants to do in our lives. Jesus gave his life so that I could have mine. Not just to have a mediocre life, rather his desire is that I live fully with him and that he lives fully through me. Transformation is not a quick overnight thing. A lot of times we, uh, we think that. We see people come to Christ and they don't look like we think they should look overnight. They don't act the way. But listen, young Christians, old Christians alike is a continual transformation. God is still transforming me. He's still transforming you. He who hath begun a good work in you will perform until the day of Jesus Christ. You're going to be continuing to be transformed until the day you leave this earth. 
And so as we think about this today, we're going to talk about how we are to daily be transformed so that when our worlds collide with this world, we're able to still function and not get caught up in the rhythm patterns of this world and get taken away by it. Are you with me so far? Say amen. So the culture collides with the kingdom. Again, the culture has a rhythm pattern. It's not the rhythm patterns of the kingdom. The world we live in has rhythm patterns. It's not rhythm patterns of the kingdom. And if we don't daily become transformed by him, we begin to walk in the patterns of this world as opposed to the patterns of the kingdom. We're continuing our series that we started last week called Collide. And as we talk about this, I want you to think about again, as our worlds collide, as our cultures collide, and we're there now because we're living in this day and age, but as our worlds collide, God wants to do a transformation in your life to take you from the ordinary to the supernatural, if you will, so that you can live in this world but represent the world that is to come. And you don't have to live in this world and walk to the beats of this world. You can live in this world and walk to the beats of the kingdom of God. And that's why those two worlds collide is because the rhythms are so different. And we talked about that last week. When I was a kid, I've never been one to get into like uh, Transformers. I've never been one to get into like, really, if it can't like legit happen, I, I don't really follow it. I've never got into Marvel. I've never really got into Star Wars. My son is a huge Star Wars fan. Hannah's a Star Wars fan. I've never got into those things. I was always into like it had to really be happening, like war, stuff like that. So I, I had one Transformer when I was a kid, and we had a time capsule, I think when I was like in first grade, at Bethel Elementary School in North Carolina. I don't know if they dug that thing up yet or not, but the one thing I put in that time capsule was my only Transformer that I had, because I didn't really give a rip about them. <laughs> so maybe some kid got it, and they probably sold it and made millions off of it, because it's probably one of the originals. But the bottom line is Transformers is that movie that takes ordinary cars, from what I recall, and makes them turn into something that they're not. Now, I know for a fact I've seen some of our kids in our kids' ministry carry around Transformers with them, so I know it's still a thing that kids are still playing with it. But what they do is take these cars that look like normal cars, and all of a sudden they break them apart, stand them up. These things have got muscles. They're standing up. It's just crazy. And really what God is talking about when he's talking about transforming us is taking us from that average car, if you will, and creating us into something more. It's a transformation. That's what God wants to do. But God doesn't just want to transform you once a week or every six weeks or every six months. He wants to help transform you every day. Because the world has this rhythmic beat that's taking place. And when you enter into that, if you're not careful, you'll get in cadence with this world as opposed to staying in cadence with the kingdom and still walking in this world. Are you hearing me today? So this is so important that we get this today. God desires the same work to happen in your life. Many of us have been tempted to follow the patterns of the world. Again, we all do it. We get caught up in simple behavior that doesn't ultimately fulfill us, but God truly does know best. In fact, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about all this, and I've just read it to you. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think, and then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and which is perfect. Within this one verse, I believe Paul gives us an equation. Again, there's the subtraction, then there's the addition, then there's the outcome. And I want us to break it down, but I want to look today in particular to that word transformation. Point number one is simply this. Because we, our worlds are going to collide, and they will, 
And the world has this rhythmic pattern it's walking in, and we have a rhythmic pattern of the kingdom. When those two things collide, it's important that we're being transformed every day so we don't get into step with the world and we stay in step with the kingdom. And so in order for that to happen, sometimes we have to do something that's really simple, and it's simply this. We have to say no to the world. I know we don't like that in our culture. Kids today don't like to be told no. Shucks, there's days I don't like to be told no. I was in a store the other day and I was looking at a TV and I was just, I was just sharing this with Kaylee out there. We were joking about this and um, I was looking at a TV and I was thinking about that TV and my 20 year old daughter says, you don't need that. You don't need to be spending your money on that. <laughs> well, when the heck did you start paying the bills, Ellie? <laughs> Ellie told me no. Mid forties, my 20 year old's telling me how I need to be living. Then she spins right around and says, but this would be nice if I got this. <laughs> sometimes you got to be told no. We don't like no. We don't like to be told no. We don't like the things of no. But sometimes when our worlds collide, and I know people don't want to hear this, but sometimes we've just got to tell the world no. That your rhythmic beat is different than my rhythmic beat because your world is contrary to his world. And so therefore, I just have to be real honest with you and say no. No. No, see, that's not who I am. That's not who I'm going to be. This is who I am as a follower of Jesus Christ. I will speak the truth in love, but your world is different than my kingdom. And so therefore, sometimes I have to tell this rhythmic pattern over here in this world, no, no, we can't go there. No, I'm not going to go there because that interferes with me living out my kingdom principles in the world in which God has put me in. And so we have to say no. Some of us have healthy rhythms. For instance, we wake up early each morning. Some of you drink coffee. I don't know why, but spend some time in God's word and in prayer and then complete a morning workout. Some of you do that. If you do, you probably have no kids and you're retired. But anyway, <laughs> thought I'd, I'm sitting here reading it myself thinking, what are you writing, Todd? This is not realistic. But anyway, some have healthy patterns, right? Um, and then some of us have unhealthy patterns, I guess, to, compared to that. But there's these unhealthy rhythms, there's these healthy rhythms, but in your life right now, maybe the first step towards transformation for you is, is some internal dialogue between you and maybe your sinful habits or maybe your struggles that you have within your heart. In other words, you say to that thing, you know what, you've been creeping in back into my life. Maybe it's greed, maybe it's lust, maybe it's coveting, maybe it's whatever. I don't know what that is, but it's creeping back in and you say, you know what, you're beginning to mess up my rhythmic beat with my kingdom world and I'm beginning to look more like this earthly world and so I'm going to say to you right now, no, no. Listen, we will be in some form or fashion mirroring something. Either we mirror the world and its values or we mirror our God and his. So we have, uh, so we re have received the initial subtraction that must take place. We say no. So again, we're living in our kingdom world. We're followers of Jesus. And so God is living in. Now again, I'm not trying to make this sound weird. We're not living in a bubble. It's we live in this world, get that. But we have kingdom principles in which we walk by. There's a rhythmic pattern and cadence to which the kingdom of God marches by. There's orders that we march by called the word of God. And then our world collides with this culture that we're in. And the only way that we can stay in cadence and rhythmic pattern with the kingdom of God is simply letting Christ live through us every day and saying no at times to the things of the world.
Again, we don't like it, I don't like it, you don't like it, but at times we just have to say no. But when there's a subtraction and we say no, there also has to be, if you will, an addition. So where there's a negative of a no, there has to be a positive with a yes. So again, our world has these rhythmic patterns that we're walking in. This world has its beat. The kingdom of God has its beat. The two collide. How do you stay in step with the kingdom while living in this world? you got to be daily transformed every single day. Every single day, there's got to be a transformation. That's why I say if you wait until just Sunday to try and become transformed, then chances are Monday to Saturday, you're going to live a defeated life. So again, no to the world. Secondly, yes to the way. Once you're able to locate the worldly patterns that you've been following, in other words, maybe you do that internal dialogue and you're like, you know what, here's some areas of my life where I can see that I'm more in step with the world than I am with the kingdom of God. And you do that internal dialogue, then the space is then created for God's transforming work to take place. And Jesus desires that we live a life that is constantly seeking to grow. In other words, if I put a plant on stage today and, and brought some water on stage, I would pour the water over the plant, showing that the water helps the plant to grow. However, for this plant to continue to grow, I have to continue to pour water. I can't pour sweet tea. I can't pour Coke. I can't pour Pepsi. I've got to pour water. And not only do I have to pour water, I have to continually pour water in order for this to grow. In other words, if I go to a nursery today and get a plant, and I take it home and I water it, and that's it. And I take it back in six weeks and say, your plants aren't worth a flip. They say, how come? Because it died. Well, did you water it? I did. How many times? One. <laughs> you just told me to water it. It's dead. Is the problem in the plant? Is the problem with the nursery? No, the problem was I did not continually give it what it needed. The transformation that had to take place every single day. If you see beautiful flowers today, somebody watered them. It just didn't happen. Are you with me today? And so if you're going to see growth in your life, there has to be a continual transforming that takes place. The, tr the same is true, again, for the patterns Christ wants in our lives. Maybe it's spending time studying the Word, um, the, the right process. In other words, we, we always talk about controlling our minds and letting what's in. And we always talk about that in a negative way, but we've got to talk about it in a positive way. We've got to let the things of God in. Blessed is the one who doesn't walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on his law day and night. David, in this psalm, wrote, is a walking, talking example of the importance of meditating on God's word day and night. God desires that we not just have the word near us, I love this, but actually in us. Many of us have the word near us, but not in us. In our minds and in our hearts and through our lives, that's what we need every single day. The work of transformation will only be done when we allow God to do it. Maybe something needs to change in your morning or evening routines to allow God to transform you from the inside out by spending more time with Him. By doing this, you have moved worldly distractions out of the way. In other words, what I'm saying is we got to do an internal dialogue, not to beat you up and to beat you down today. I know we live in a crazy world, but to say, you know what? How, what are some things in my life to where I'm more in rhythmic pattern of the world than I am the kingdom of God and what He wants? And I need to deal with those things because I am an ambassador for the kingdom of God. And so God says, let me help you every day to give you the water of the word to help you to grow and to transform you every single day to be extraordinary in this world in which you're living in. Not to do it in your strength, but to do it in my strength. Are you with me? Say amen.
Paul closes out Romans 12 too with an outcome. Once we take these steps towards transformation, he says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. People at times, I guess the, the million dollar question through the years of ministry has been, I just want to know God's will for my life. What is God's will for my life? What is God's will? Well, here's the thing. Sometimes we say that, but we really don't want to know that because it's an equation that requires subtraction. It's an equation that requires addition. And it will give you the outcome of knowing God's perfect will for your life, but a lot of times we don't want to know what that is. We say we do. We're looking for a shortcut, but as I told you, there's no shortcuts in this transformation process. It does not take place overnight. It is a day-in, day-out thing that we go through every day. And so then you've got to discern what your purpose is. We know even though Paul wrote this letter many years ago, it is amazing that God knew what we would need even now. There are many of us today, and I say us, that have spent time searching tirelessly for different purposes in our lives. You've tried to find it in the things of this world. You've tried to find it in all these things and figured out you couldn't. You tried to find it by achieving a certain social media status or getting degrees or getting this or getting that, and you found it's left you high and dry. It's because the rhythmic pattern of this world is so different than the rhythmic pattern of the kingdom. And so today we've got to ask ourselves, what am I in cadence with? Am I more in step with What's going on in the kingdom? Am I more in step with what's going on in the world? And God says, you represent me in this world for the kingdom. So let's look at why you're stepping this way. Let's begin to do an internal dialogue. Let's be real. And then let me begin to transform you so that you can begin to get back in step with the kingdom while still living in this world and making an impact for the kingdom. Pretty simple, huh? Christ is the only one who can give you meaning and purpose in your life. And he has called you to do great things for his kingdom here on earth. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says you have giftings and abilities that no one else has for the building up of the church. God wants you. He doesn't need us. I get that. But God wants to use you to be a part of this kingdom work on this earth, to be in cadence with him so that when our worlds collide, people say, what is different about you? Not because we're out there on the street corners screaming at people, holding up stupid signs that make no sense. It's because we've just been walking in a cadence. And when our cadence gets next to the world's cadence, the world says, hey, you're, you're, you walk different. To which we could say, you walk different. But yet we represent the kingdom while we live in this world. And the way that we don't get out of step, which is kind of hard to do. It's like singing row, row, row your boat just over and over again with 10 other people. I get it. Sometimes it's, we live in this world. I'm not minimizing that. And when the world has this cadence and it's screaming and it's walking and you're trying to walk in the kingdom, I'm not saying it's time. It's not hard and challenging. I'm not saying that. It is. That's why we daily need the transforming work of the Lord. Because if I wait, I'm speaking from personal experience. If I wait... Lord, sometimes 10 minutes, <laughs> I'm already back in step with the world again. You with me? Did y'all like that move? You liked it, didn't you? Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I'm already back in step again with the world. Joel 2.12 says, 
Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. All the way back in Joel, the Lord invites us to give him our lives. And I encourage all of us to run back to him in repentance. Jesus came to this earth, was tempted by the same worldly things you were tempted by, yet did not sin. Ultimately, he died on the cross for our sins so that we could be transformed into walking, talking reflections of him. I think the hardest part for me sometimes is when I ask myself, and you probably are the same way, do I look like Christ? And that's, that's tough, isn't it? I'm not trying to beat you up. We're all flawed people. We all struggle. We all have our vices and those things. I'm just saying, I think sometimes you have to ask yourself that just to see where you're at. But I want to encourage you today, you're not too far gone. You're not out of the game. Christ wants you back. He has a seat for you at the table. I want you to know that. You're not too far gone. You're not out of the game and Christ wants you back. He has a seat for you at the table. For some of you today, you need to understand what it means to be a part of this thing called the kingdom. You're like, well, I don't even, what are you talking about? This thing called the kingdom. What in the world, man? Some medieval times? What the heck's going on up there? Here's the bottom line. When I'm talking about the kingdom, I'm talking about who Christ is, what Christ did for us, and that Christ in the big picture has a kingdom prepared for us where we're going to live with him forever. And the way that we get there is not by our own good. Thank God for that. But it is through the blood of Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection power. And once you become a follower of Christ, which means you commit your life to him, you believe that he died and he rose for you, and you put your faith and trust in him, then you become a part of the kingdom of God. And God puts his Holy Spirit inside of you. And then you take the Word of God, which is like water, and you, you water the Spirit, and then it begins to grow. And it begins to help you to look more and mirror what Jesus looks like. So you're in this world. It's not like you're wearing this, this mask or facade or whatever. You're in this world. You go to a normal job. You do normal things. But because the Spirit of God's living inside of you, there's something different about you. And you begin to walk and mirror Christ. And as you're walking out and mirroring Christ, then it begins to just totally go away from the world and the things you've been walking in. It just begins to walk a different pattern, diff different rhythmic beat, different cadence. And people begin to notice, why, why are you walking? What's different about you? Well, it's not me, it's, it's Christ that lives in me. So in this thing collide, it's, it's a daily transformation, man. It's a daily, daily transformation that we have to go through. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I'm going to ask you this. Do you know Christ? Have you given your life to Him yet? Do you have a relationship with Him? Because He loves you and He cares about you. No matter the mistakes you make every day, He loves you and cares about you so much. If you've never trusted Him, I want to encourage you to do that today. Right there, you can say, God, forgive me of my sins. I commit my life to you and I want to be a follower of you today. If you just prayed that minute for the first time, I just want you to hold your hand up. I prayed to give my life to Christ today. I want to be a follower of Jesus, unashamedly. I appreciate the honesty in this room always. Thank you. How many of you in this place would say this, man? I, I'm, and, and we're all, man, we're all guilty of this. I don't even have to ask how many. We all are. Like, how many of us? Every day we get caught up in the cadences of this world, the rhythmic patterns of this world, and. It's the things of this world. It just, 
the next thing you know, man, you're just like you're walking in step with the world. And it's not that you woke up and said, ah, today I'm just going to not walk in the kingdom. I'm going to walk in the world. It's not that. Nobody defiantly wakes up and says, let me do that. Just you begin to little by little. Maybe you just don't allow him to transform you for a few days. And next thing you know, you've picked up some cadences of the world. And that's what God's trying to help us to see is that as our worlds collide, how we definitely need this daily transformation to take place. So right there, whatever your internal struggle is, whatever you're wrestling with, whatever it might be, when you can ask God, God, help me in this area today. Help me as I go tomorrow and I walk in the cadence of your kingdom to, you know, to stay in that. And we're getting ready. we got school getting ready to start back. we got several in this, this building that are educators or we got students who are going to be going back. we got kids ministry upstairs, kids going back. And I promise you that the world's cadence is different than the kingdom's. I promise you. It doesn't matter if they're going... Listen, let me be as bold to say this. It doesn't matter if they're going to a Christian school or not. We live in this world thinking that, that just because it has Christian on it, that there's not rhythmic patterns of the world. You're living in a fairy tale land. Matter of fact, sometimes if you've played sports, the Christian schools can be the meanest. <laughs> so we're not even going there. We're going out into a world that has a rhythmic pattern, a rhythmic beat. God says, I want you to stay in cadence with me. Man, how do you keep that noise from coming in? You've got to be transformed every day. Every day. Transformed. Every day. I usually have Steve and Phyllis come up here today. I'm just going to let you do business right where you're at. Steve's in kids' ministry, but... Phyllis is here, and if you need to talk to somebody after the service, do that. But right now, we're just going to take the next couple minutes, and we're just going to sit right there, and we're going to pray. We're going to do business with the Lord right where we're at. We give this invitation every week. Maybe you want to come and pray after the service is over. We want to do that with you. But right now, I feel like this is an area where, you know what, if I gave an invitation and we were all honest, everybody in here would have to come forward. We don't have enough room for that. I'm going to go ahead and do the legwork for you and say we don't have room we're going to do business right where we're at because everybody in here gets caught up in the rhythmic patterns of this world. I don't care who you are. And, and, and you've got to be careful too because sometimes you'll justify your rhythmic patterns but then you'll crucify somebody else's rhythmic patterns. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Cross Point Church in Williston, Vermont. If you gave your life to Jesus today, I want to encourage you to text YES TO JESUS to 484848. If you want to learn more about Crosspoint, get connected or find ways to give, visit crosspointvt.org. Have a blessed day.